for being in here and for joining in and being a part of our time as we gather together and worship our God. If you are visiting with us, we are especially glad that you are here. You're coming on a really great day. This is the tail end of a three-week series we've been in called Jump In and Get Connected. This is about the, uh, the small groups ministry here at Greenville Oaks. We call them connecting point groups. And the bottom line is this. We believe that intentional relationship building is essential to a healthy church. We believe that we need to be in community with one another, to engage and share life with one another, to be connected with one another. And so we've been in a series uh, challenging ourselves to, uh, to do just that. And for all of you that have been here for the last couple of weeks, I hope that you had a chance to go down to the 180s and meet a bunch of our Connecting Point uh, group leaders. If you did not... After this service, you can head down there. I think a few of them are still sitting down there waiting to greet you and welcome you and help you get connected to a group. And if you don't have time to do that, you can go onto the Greenville Oaks website, and we'll talk about that more in just a few minutes. I've invited some friends up here to share just a few minutes with us about their thoughts on Connecting Point groups, uh, their personal experiences and feelings with the, uh, the relationships that come about through small group settings. So you guys introduce yourself as you answer the first question, and that is, why are groups so important to you? Yes, I'm starting again. My name is Donna Veal. Um, groups are, um, I said on, earlier, I truly believe in the one another scriptures the thing, loving one another, carrying each other's burdens. These are very important uh, as we walk along, and I think the way we need to do it or the way we can do it is through our connecting groups, our smaller groups. We need to love one another and know each other better. I'm Katie Vendetti, and for us, um, small groups mean family. I mean, my family lives 12 hours away. Michael's family lives six hours away. So um, small groups is pretty much our family here in the Dallas area. Hi, my name is Catherine, and I love small groups because I get to enjoy my friend's company. Hi, I'm Elisa Chicom, and I feel like small groups are like my, my family instead of my friends, and we get to... Um, get together a lot and we get to be ourselves instead of around other people we kind of are quiet but in small groups we're 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 whoever we want to be hmm. i'm shannon watson and um you know there's the old saying that it takes a village to raise a family and that's what our small group is about our connecting point group is all about we we all get together and and kind of just live life together. So, yeah, Matt. Matt asked us to bring our family up here, and and you can see this isn't my spouse. This is Shannon Watson. I'm Sean Dotson, by the way. And so when he told us to bring our family up here, that's why we brought our family up here. Our our group is our family. It's our church within our church. It's it's the people that uh, I, I'm accountable to, and the people that I cry with, and the people that I laugh with, and the people that I live my life with. And um, I, I'm not sure how I would do it without these people. Um, Michael Vendetti, and like my wife Katie said, uh, you know, when we moved here, we didn't have any family, so it's it's become our family, and it's you know it's a chance to 
to get together and get to know people better than kind of, you know, just seeing them on a Sunday morning. You know, you get to be more a part of their life, and they get to be part of your life. So, I mean, that's just what it means to us. Good morning. I'm Tom Veal. Uh, Connecting groups, to me, are all about relationship. They're about sharing with one another. The folks in our connecting group are amongst our closest relationships, not only in church but in life in general. Realizing that, that we're all just people and we all have flaws like everybody else, but you know what? We all get along very well. It's been a true blessing in my life. Uh, how have the uh, Connecting Point groups, the groups that you've been a part of in the past, how have they contributed to your spiritual growth, uh, the faith formation that, uh, that has been laid before you? How has your group contributed, encouraged, helped develop that within you? Well, they are a support group, and they also hold you responsible for your faith and practicing it the right way. Like I say, we're, we're all just people. We all have flaws, and we all learn from each other's experiences. It's been very valuable and has certainly increased my spiritual life. Does somebody else want to do this one? Um, no, spiritual growth is very important. I look out at this group, and uh, there was more in first service, but groups, people that have been a part of our groups before and for very many years, and walking beside them through the peaks and the valleys, uh, them walking beside us through the same thing and how that helps. What we discovered in the last couple of years, which we knew before, is that we all have God's stories. Sharing those and sharing what we, where we see God in our life, how he's working, is such an inspiration for all of us. I was uh, talking with uh, one of the other families we've been in, in uh, Connecting Point group with over the years. Uh, during the meeting in the back, and I can remember the first year we were with them, uh, their little kid gnawing on the table, just going around in circles, little nine-month-old walking around and going on the table. And uh, she's going to be baptized now in two weeks. And just being able to share our faith and share Jesus with these kids that they've grown up and, and spend some time in their lives, uh, I don't think they realize what it does to our faith to see Christ growing inside them as well. Uh, and it's, I think that's been really important to me. My group, um, I've learned so much from them. They've helped me with God a lot, and I'm very thankful to have them in my group. Hmm. (laughs) Let me ask you one more thing. Uh, For the people that are sitting in this audience uh, on the fence, struggling with whether, you know what, I don't know if I want to do this whole group thing. You know, Matt's been talking about the last couple weeks, and there's a, there's a number of reasons. I'm just not so sure our family is good for this. I don't know, whatever it may be. What would you tell them to encourage them to go ahead and take a chance and, uh, and, and, and jump in and get connected? Looks like it's you, Donna. Okay. <laughs> Debbie's back there saying it's always Donna. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> <clears throat> They said I had a good answer last time. Let's see if I can put it together again. You know, it is nothing special. And I liked what somebody said before, too. This is not an extra thing to do. It is what we do. Relationships are very important. So, therefore, it's necessary for us to get to know one another. Uh, Carrying each other's burdens is very important. Being accountable to one another 
is just part of being a Christian. And this is the way we can do it. And it's not hard. Uh, it's not, it's, we don't ask that you have any, be super spiritual, be super knowledgeable about the Bible, uh, be a therapist or anything like that. Just come and share and we just love on one another. And you know, we've all got real busy schedules. It's, it's tough to find the time. And, you know, really the group isn't about that Sunday night, meeting for two hours for Sunday night and checking the box. It really is about just finding time to connect with people, to grow that relationship. Because really, um, I think that's what I said first service, that God didn't make us to be, oh, I'm not a close one. God didn't make us to be alone. He tried that. He, he made Adam, and it, it didn't work out. So he decided that we need to be in relationship, and that's why he made Eve. And, and uh, so that's really what this is about, is us fostering those relationships and getting closer to each other. Um, I don't think that you have to have a special purpose in your life or you have to um, be a special person. You just have to be you, and, and they will invite you in, and it'll just be, it'll just be like family. Our groups, I'm sure all of them, they don't just want to help you with God. They want to be your friend. They want to be there for you. Mm. Mm. Give them a round of applause, please. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I don't know if I can say it any better myself. You just got to be you. That's what God's called us to be, this whole relationship thing. You've just got to be you. I do want to take a few minutes this morning, and I want, to, I want to work through the four specific types of connecting point groups that you've maybe or maybe not have been hearing about over the last week or two. Um, I hope there's many more connecting point groups that we create over the next few weeks and months and years. This is just four. This is just the starting point. But I believe every single person in this room fits into one of these four places, one of these four types of groups. And so here I want to run through the four groups, and then we'll kind of close out this morning, okay? The first one is family connect. I want you to listen to this. In Romans 12, 9, it says this. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I mean, I love the picture that Romans 12 paints for family, for family to truly, genuinely, authentically love one another and love others. And so Family Connect is going to be an opportunity for us as moms and dads of children to come together, to share the burden and the challenge of raising family in today's society with one another, to not feel the burden and pressure to do it all by yourself. It's an opportunity for moms to be with moms and for dads to be with dads and for kids to be together with their friends, for families to serve together. We're going to create a, a format and a program designed for families to engage in community together. And that's different than when other people who do not have children engage in community together. We're going to make this simple. We're going to make this easy that every single family, no matter how old or how young your children are, can be a part of a community of faith where you live and share life with one another. Family Connect. It's open to anyone. Specifically, though, it is targeted towards families with children. The next one is uh, Outreach Connect. 
Outreach Connect. Listen to this, John 13, 34. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. We talked about this a little bit last week. I mean, this is a beautiful opportunity for us as the body of Christ to witness, to evangelize, to help change the world. And all Jesus said to do was just love one another. And so the Outreach Connect group is going to be an opportunity for people to come together with a purpose, a specific purpose to reach out to people that are unchurched, non-believers, that don't have communities of faith, that don't have relationship with Jesus Christ. Because the reality is this, you go to work every day where there are people that don't know Jesus Christ. You go to the soccer fields with your kids every Saturday morning and you stand by people that don't have faith in their life. You go work out at the gym or you eat at the restaurant or you live next door to people that don't have communities of faith to depend upon when they're in times of need. People that want to commit to outreach connect groups are people that are saying, I want to live out what Jesus has challenged me to do. I want to love one another and I want to love other people so that the world will know that I am one of his disciples. I challenge us all to see the benefit and the blessing of being called to be disciples of Christ. That's the Outreach Connect group. Uh, The next one is Care Connect. I changed this word from last week, so if some of you were were here last week, uh, I like this a lot better. Care Connect. It is the pastoral shepherding, caring for, loving, encouraging one another. Listen to this in 2 Corinthians 1.3. All praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, God, our merciful Father, and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, they will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. These groups care for one another. They have a specific purpose of encouraging and loving and discipling, being with, developing deeper relationships with one another. People within the body of Christ. People that you come and sit in a pew with on Sunday morning, but you're there going to be actually living and sharing and caring and encouraging and loving one another. Care Connect groups are going to be a powerful opportunity for us to challenge one another to go deeper in our relationships with one another. The fourth is Ministry Connect, Romans 12, 11. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Ministry Connect groups are a special group of people that they're bonded together through the service of ministry. Each and every one of you, every week and every month, engage in some type of service. Every single one of you is, does something. And the thing is, is you do it with other people a lot of the times, but you just kind of go through the motions and you check the to-do list and you go about the rest of your day. And we miss the intentional purpose and opportunity to have ecclesia, to have the church that Jesus Christ established when we gather together the community of faith that we're called to. And so for many of you, you serve actively in ministries, and bless you for doing that, but I want to challenge you to take that a step farther, and I want you to see opportunities to have relationship with other people as you serve within those ministries and as you do the things that God has gifted you and equipped you to do. Ministry Connect. So there's the four ministries, okay? I mean, the four Connect groups. You have Family Connect. You have Outreach Connect. You have Care Connect. And you have Ministry Connect. Those are just four, but they're four ways that every single one of us 
can engage in a deeper relationship with one another. So, here's the reality. The reality is we are all busy. The truth of the matter is, is, you know, our kids are really, really overwhelmed with schedules and school and sports activities. And the bottom line is, man, I work a lot of hours. I have to travel most times during the week. Leave out on Sundays, come back on Fridays. You know, the truth in my life is, I don't know a lot of people at this church, really. So I don't know where to start. So I probably won't. I'm an introvert. I don't even like people. There's a thousand reasons why you can choose not to be in one of these groups. And they're valid. I know life is busy. I know kids are involved in stuff. I know we have to work a lot of hours sometimes. I know we're forced to leave home to go and do our jobs or do different tasks. They're all valid reasons. But the bottom line is this. God has given you a beautiful, wonderful, amazing opportunity, a gift. And it's the gift of relationship, the opportunity to love and be loved. All I'm saying is, are those valid excuses more than what God has created you and called you to be? That's the challenge. The challenge is I want you to give me six weeks. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Six weeks is all I'm asking for. If you go to the Greenville Oaks website, all the information about the, uh, about the connecting point groups is there. You can click on the, uh, the banner on the homepage. You can go through each of the four different connecting point groups. You can learn about it. Uh, you can find out other information that maybe I didn't go over this morning. But the bottom line is you can register, okay? If you don't want to go down to that room, I'm not going to make you. But I want you to go to the website, and I want you to read about it. I want you to sign up. I want you to register online at greenvilleoaks.org. And I want you to say, I'm going to take the six weeks challenge just so Matt will be quiet and leave me alone. I'm going to take the six-week challenge, and I'm going to commit to being in a group, some kind of group. I don't care what kind of group. It's not about the attendance, and it's not about the curriculum. It's about the relationship. That's what I care about, and I think that's what God cares about, that his children, that his church loves and cares and is engaged in life with one another. That's what I'm calling you to do. So whether you get up here when we're done this morning and head down to the 180s, or you go home, get online, I want you to register over the next few days, the next few weeks. We've got 40-something groups already set up and more are being set up today. We're going to have more connecting point groups over the next few weeks and months. I promise you there is a place for you. Every single city in Collin County and beyond is going to have a connecting point group of some kind for this church and for people in our community to engage in. Let's accept the challenge and let's take on this wonderful opportunity that God has given us and let's connect with one another. His name was Robert. None of you know Robert. I've never even met Robert. Robert has spent most of his life in the Bronx Psychiatric Center 
in New York. You see, Robert had a pretty tough life. At a young age, he developed some really, really terrible mental illnesses, a couple different kinds of diseases, mentally and emotionally and physically, ultimately started coming about. His family put him in to the institution where he stayed there. Over the course of his 20 to 30 years that he was there, just about every single type of study and assessment and test and therapy and medication that the mental health profession had at its disposal was given to Robert in an effort to help him. They all failed. But about 10 or 12 years ago, Robert's family, and specifically Robert's brother, who also happened to be a psychiatrist, started noticing a a change in his brother. He was being taken off some medicines. He was being given some more freedoms. He was beginning to develop uh, his own personality once again. And the doctor who was overseeing Robert's case actually told Robert's brother, he said, this is just shy of miraculous. I've never seen somebody come through what your brother has come through. And so Robert's brother, being a psychiatrist, was very fascinated by what had happened. And so he started looking into it, what types of medications, what types of therapies, what was happening, what caused his brother, who once was mentally, emotionally, and physically to such a point that he was told he would never be able to live on his own, he would have to be institutionalized until the day he died, was now able to begin functioning on his own. What changed within Robert? Well, as his brother was doing the research and he started talking and having conversations with other people, he started recognizing that there was something, one very powerful thing that happened a year and a half or so before. Robert began working with a man named Alan. Alan was a social worker. Alan took an interest in Robert and they became friends. And the only, way, the only way that Robert's brother knew about Alan was because Robert called one day, hysterical and emotional, screaming and crying, saying, Alan's leaving, Alan's leaving, what am I going to do? The social worker left. He was transferred to a different institution. Robert's mental and emotional and physical state began declining rapidly. He was back on all his medications and back on all his therapies within just six months. So Robert's brother decided there was something to this. And so as he started doing his research, he started reading and talking and interviewing. He eventually wrote a book. He interviewed hundreds of individuals who struggle with mental illness and who had come out on the other side. And this is what he found out. He said, some pointed to new medications as to why they were better. Some to the old. Some said they got better because they found God. Some attributed their life transformation to a particular type of program. But no matter what else they named, they all, every last one of them said that a key element in their transformation of life was a relationship with another human being. In every instance, he said, though it was the presence in their lives of an individual who said, in effect, I believe in your ability to recover and I am going to stay with you until you do. That is what brought them back to life. As he wrote this, he said, I've witnessed hundreds of formerly mental ill adults renewing their lives, not only through access to a wide range of medications, but through access to individuals 
who believe that pills, while useful, are only a small part of the story, and that the more we emphasize medications as key to recovery, the more we overlook what is at least as important, people working with people on sustained long-term basis. You see, today, Robert has been living now for over six years on his own. He's got a job, he has relationships, and no medications. This is what his brother said as he wrote his book. Let's provide a range of medications and let's study their effectiveness. But let's remember that the pill is the ultimate downsizing. Let's find resources to give people afflicted with mental illness what all of us need. Fellow human beings upon whom we can depend to help us through our dark times and once through to emerge into gloriously imperfect lives. We are all gloriously imperfect. And no matter what illness or no matter what battle you have in your life, we were created to need one another. Robert had his life changed by one simple thing, and it wasn't something that science could provide. It was something that God created within him, a desire to be with one another, to engage in relationships. That's the opportunity, and that's the challenge for us all. Jump in, get connected, allow God to do great things in your life through the power of relationship. Pray with me, please. Father God, I, uh, I thank you so much for the beautiful gift of relationship. Father, thank you for this place. Thank you for the men and women and children who sit in this room who desire to know you and who desire to love one another. And God, I just, I pray that you will give us boldness and you'll give us courage to step up and to accept the opportunity that you've laid before us and the challenge that you have called us to, to engage life with one another, to live life with one another to not try to do this thing on our own. Father, create opportunities for us to connect with one another. Create groups and groups, leaders and gatherings of people that want to come together and want to know one another and want to know you better through those relationships with one another. And Father, may we live out the words of loving one another so that the world will know that we are yours. Be a true anthem for our life. Father, thank you for your love. And thank you for the greatest gift of all in your son. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Matt, for the challenge of being what God wants us to be and getting into a relationship that lets us